You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, we have Megan Ottolini from... WEEI in Boston, host of Jones and Mego from 2 to 6 in the East, Monday through Friday. Find her on Twitter at Megan underscore Adelina. Megan, good morning to you. We are glad you are joining us. And let me just get right to it here since we're talking Heat and Celtics tonight. Can you make a case at all? Is there any possibility, even though it's never happened in NBA history, that you can see a path for the Celtics to somehow win this series? You know, If you had asked me 48 hours ago, I would say absolutely not. I would give the odds that we saw from ESPN going into this series for the Heat, which was about a 3% chance that they gave that the Heat were going to win this series. Uh, You know, but based on a little bit of backbone that the Celtics showed in the last game, that definitely impressed me because I wasn't expecting to see any of that. You're going to have to take it game by game. I don't think that they're going to come back and win this series. I don't think they're going to make history. It just that hasn't been the vibes around this team in the last couple of months. Um, they had a real fall off the second half of their regular season, which I think gets swept under the rug uh, kind of on the national level. And then the playoffs have just not – they have not been showing up and showing their best throughout this postseason compared to last year. It's wild to me that the Celtics have not been great at home. One would think that they have a pretty good home court advantage with some ferocious fans, I feel like I see, uh, from Boston. But what do you, how do you explain that? The Celtics not being good at home in the postseason this year. I don't know if they have a losing record straight up, but I know against the spread, they have not covered in a lot of these games. What do you think's behind that? It's, it's the question of the year, and they're about even at home right now in the postseason. This is something that we've asked Jason Tatum after games. You know, what is going on? Why can't you guys protect the parquet, as is the, the old Celtics saying? But there's, they have no explanation. And to me, it is demonstrative if you're going to look at what some of the issues with this team are. It's a lack of focus. Uh, For whatever reason, it seems like on the road, they can sometimes be all business. Uh, But back at home, it it doesn't translate. And this team, it seems like the only times that they can really perform at their level basketball-wise of what we've come to expect is when their backs are absolutely up against the wall. So this is the ultimate test because your back is never going to be as much up against the wall as it is, you know, looking at the history of not being able to come back from down three and oh. But in terms of just not executing at home, there's really, they, they can't give us a simple explanation. To me, that comes down to, God, this team is just, there's some funky stuff going on with their mentality. 
We're talking with Megan Ottolini, host of Jones and Mega from 2 to 6 in the East on WEEI in Boston. So, Meg, I have bagged a lot, and maybe maybe not rightfully so, on Joe Missoula. You certainly have a better pulse on what's going on in there, in that locker room, in Boston. Am I being too hard on him? Because it feels like if they lose this series, maybe his job is on the line. Am I overstating that? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Uh, But to me, it goes even higher up than that, than Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula was put in, some would say, the perfect basketball situation, you know, a turnkey team ready to go back to the finals. But in terms of his experience, he was kind of just thrust into this situation after what happened with Ime Odoka's suspension and eventual exit. And there wasn't a support system around him that, I think a Celtics head coach deserves, an NBA head coach deserves. They never replaced Joe Missoula as an assistant. They never replaced Will Hardy, who is a very high-ranking assistant who left last summer to go be the head coach of the Utah Jazz. They never replaced Damon Stoudemire, who was essentially Ime Odoka's right-hand guy aside from Will Hardy when he departed halfway through the season for a college job. So you're basically down three assistants, and then you have a rookie in Joe Missoula. Everybody makes a big deal out of him being 34 years old. Well, he's 34 years old. You know, and his first time doing this, and he's got, you know, basically half the supporting cast that Emi Odoka had last year. So, yes, you can get mad at him about the timeouts or, you know, that he's not going with the double big lineup and Robin Allen, all these different things. To me, we're at the point now where I'm looking at Brad Stevens and going, is, is some of the stuff that you couldn't foresee that he would need these three assistants that you basically cleared out of the bench and never replaced? You know, I think at this point you gotta you gotta look around to find the dysfunction in other places besides just the bench. Megan, who has to have a big game tonight in order for the Celtics to win? Because you see how good Jason Tatum is, and I think that most people would say he's the star of the team, even though Jalen Brown is a good one B. Um, but he's been a little inconsistent. Do you think this team goes as Jason Tatum goes? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Jason Tatum has been inconsistent in this entire playoff. He had that incredible Mm -hmm. 51-point game against the Sixers, which didn't translate into a game one against the Heat. He's been coming out cold early to, you know, to start games, whether it's shooting or the four turnovers that we saw from him last game, which you just absolutely can't do against this Heat team. You know, they got away with it by having an excellent second half. I do think it comes as simple as it sounds. It comes down to Jason Tatum to me. Uh, you got to have role players around, and you got to had you have to have Jalen Brown setting the pace for the team. But Jason Tatum has to put together a full night, or at least has to be able to close out some quarters late. Uh, he he is the most talented player on the floor. There's absolutely no reason that anybody should be outplaying him. And I'm speaking directly about uh, Jimmy Butler. And if I were him. I would look at that zone defense. 
I would go directly at Max Struess every single opportunity I got because the Celtics put up 30 points on Max Struess last game. And the whole point of the zone defense, nobody likes to talk about, is to hide defensive players like Max Struess. So if I'm Jason Tatum, I am focusing in on him like a laser beam. (laughs) (laughs) Meg, there was an article in The Ringer where Kevin O'Connor, I'm sure you've heard this, says he's heard, he's just heard these rumors that the Celtics are tired of fake liking each other. Have you heard any of that? Is there any inkling that makes you think that that that, that could be true? Just the phrasing of it makes me, you know, it sounds specific. It sounds like something that mm-hmm. somebody would say, doesn't it? Like yeah, the, the specific wording yeah. of it is what got me. The truth is this: the core of this team has been together for a long time. They've been through multiple coaches. Uh, they've been through the bubble together. <laughs> if you remember back in the bubble, there were the reports, I believe, from Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe at the time of uh, furniture being thrown in the locker room after a loss, again, to the Miami Heat. Um, so I I'm not sure that it's something that's so different than a lot of NBA locker rooms, but it it comes with the territory of NBA teams don't often stay together this long. The cores don't stay together this long uh, in this day and age. And when things aren't going well, there's going to be friction, right? And these guys have a super long history with each other. Again, Ime Odoka came in and kind of last year made those guys face each other and face up to some of this crap that they've been dealing with behind the scenes. I think in his absence that some of the stuff comes to the head again. All right, Megan. So I'm going to ask you point blank. Do you think the Celtics win the game tonight? We're tied on time, but who do you think wins? Unfortunately, I don't. I I think we saw maybe a last gasp, a death rattle from them in the last game, which is (laughs) honestly more than I was expecting after watching uh, the catastrophe that was game three. So I don't see them winning tonight. Uh, Personally, I hope I'm wrong because I would like to see more of this series. I always want to see more Celtics basketball, but I just don't see it. You know, it's this Heat team, what they're doing is incredible. Uh, It's not something you can replicate. Uh, It's very exciting. I feel like overall they galvanized themselves. We still haven't seen a giant game from Jimmy Butler like we've seen in previous series. So I just, unfortunately, I think that, that the series ends tonight. She is the co-host of Jones and Mego from 2 to 6 in the East on WEEI in Boston. Follow her on Twitter as well at Megan underscore Ottolini. It is Megan Ottolini. Meg, we appreciate you working with us and finding a way to get on the air. We appreciate your insight. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet. Well, that should tell you something right there, Chelsea. We both like the heat tonight, plus eight and a half. And Megan, clearly someone who follows the Celtics on a daily basis in Boston. And even she's saying... I don't see it. I don't know why this line is moving in Boston's direction. I cover this team all the time, and I think the Heat are going to win. It also takes a lot of stones to pick against the team that you cover and the fan base that is listening to you because I feel like it is an incredibly tough job to be a media personality covering sports in Boston. I would imagine Mm -hmm. she gets a lot of flack, especially if she's being negative about the hometown team. So if she is saying that she doesn't think the Celtics are going to win this game, she must really mean it. 
Yeah, that's gutsy. Although I also wonder in a such a passionate sports city like Boston or like Chicago or, or different cities that just love their sports teams, whether you like those teams or not, I wonder if they have soured where they've seen the Celtics team and even the fans are saying, you know what? I agree with you. I'm tired of what I'm seeing from this team. I'm tired of watching these guys underachieve. They haven't been great at home during the postseason. I agree with you. Maybe it's sort of the reverse of what we think. Maybe, but I think a lot of it has to do with how the other teams are doing. And the mm-hmm. Bruins already lost in disastrous fa- fashion. They compared it to the Hindenburg. The Red Sox aren't good. So, like, this is their last hope. So, I feel like they're probably negative about the Celtics, but they also are still heavily invested. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. You never know how the fans are going to react. It just sort of depends on expectations versus the fan base itself. You can kind of go all over the place there. But the most important thing for us, Chelsea, is that we are on the heat tonight. Megan is on the heat tonight. So I will gladly take those eight and a half points, even though I don't know if I'm going to make it one of my best bets because I've been a chicken not betting on the NBA. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.